Hello, everyone. Welcome to Love Out Loud podcast. I am your host, Eternity, and I know it's been a while. I have been healing and resting and just, you know, getting myself together so I can come give you guys my full energy. And today, I'm super excited to have a guest, Miss Ashley Wonder. She is multifaceted like myself. Tell everybody all that you do, Ashley. Oh, I was going to wait for you to do it, but <laughs> uh, so I do spoken word. I do saxophone, piano, just for me and my uh, get clarity with my life. I also work in our school system in Massachusetts, managing autistic behavior. And I do home services on the side for extra money because, yeah. So that's uh <laughs> this is okay this is why i let her do her introduction y'all because i didn't want to miss nothing i know she does a lot of things i know she's an amazing saxophone player and spoken word artist but i wanted her to i didn't want to miss a thing so i let her do her introduction we met back in austin which is where i am from if y'all didn't know and i'm pretty sure we met at open mic i believe is if you can feel it you can speak at open mic which is my first home um, back in boston i went to that open mic and performed there for a decade y'all so that is my first home and I'm grateful. Oh, yes. That's funny really- because my that's funny because my first home open mic in Boston was um House Slam. That wasn't my first one ever, but that was my home for a while. Like that's where I consistently performed for many years. My first one was in Brockton. I think I was 19, but I didn't perform until I was like 20 or 21 for the first time. Like I just went to support and I was in the audience, but I didn't perform until I was 21, I believe. So it'll be 12 years in June. That is, I love it. Oh, that's exciting. So we, so we definitely started around similar ages, even though our age gap is, you know what I mean? But like, I started at 23. Yeah. It yeah, was, I was wow. finally, someone went up there and I was like, I should go up there. And it was something right. I had written that morning. So it was really vulnerable. And I cried on stage and I thought I did bad, but I got really good feedback. So right. <laughs> being emotional and vulnerable at an open mic is is accepted, y'all. So it's it's a blessing. And I'm going to continue to keep performing and create spaces. Grateful to be in a space to create spaces for artists to keep being inspired and performing and uh, mastering their craft. Exactly. And crying when needed. <laughs> yes, exactly. All um, right. The today's episode is about body shaming. Um, Ashley and I had written a post about. So I was in a, okay, let me tell you guys the backstory and then we'll get into it. So I was in a car accident in November and it caused a concussion and spinal issue, um, injuries. And so I didn't, couldn't eat for like a month because I didn't have an appetite because that's one of the symptoms of a concussion. So I am the smallest I've been since I had pneumonia many years ago and I'm not happy about it. But every single day I talk to myself in the mirror to uplift myself because I'm not happy about how much weight have I've lost I was happy at the weight I was at. So now my goal weight is like 30 pounds away. <laughs> um, yeah, I lost a lot of weight. So, and people keep commenting on my body and I, I, it makes me uncomfortable. And there's a stigma about body shaming. And usually people who are larger think that, you know, it's worse when they get it. But when you are thin and get picked on for being thin, that doesn't feel good either. <clears throat> I think we should just normalize not talking about people's bodies in general, but um, in this society, everyone has an opinion about something. But for me, I'm going to speak for myself and I'm going to have obviously have the lovely Ashley Wonder here to speak about her experiences because, yeah, it's just, um, can we just not? 
right. Just like, not talk about people. Like you have no idea what this body has been through. Just now you got a little bit recently of what I went through, but I lost weight because I wasn't eating because I was just living off of tea and little things while I was healing and recovering from the terrible car accident. So I wasn't trying to be this thin. <laughs> I've always been pretty small throughout my life. Um, I was larger. <laughs> I was a fat baby and toddler and I love it. I loved every love seeing those pictures of myself. Um, but then as I got taller, I got um, thinner once I got into like mm, maybe like second or third grades when I wasn't as fat chubby anymore. Um, but yeah, I am someone who is trying to gain weight. So that is my goal. And that is difficult, especially when you've been through something traumatic. My body is still recovering. My back is. So I don't eat as much as I used to. But I love food, y'all. Just so you know, for the record, let the record stand. I am a foodie. Right. Food. If y'all see me eat. You can be like, oh, that girl can eat. I will devour like, my meal right. a very short amount of time. <laughs> so that's just a little backstory. And I shared on Facebook that I was very like asking everyone to please not comment on my body at this moment because it makes me uncomfortable. Um, even if you think I look good, thank you. But it doesn't really matter, especially when I'm in pain. <laughs> like So physically, I'm still healing this body and I'm grateful to still be here. And I've gone through this body has got me through a lot. And so that's why I literally have to uplift myself in the mirror every day to encourage myself. And so I have actually expressed interest on in being a guest. And I just wanted her to share her story um, about body shaming and how people make her feel. So what was it like? Let's start with her. What was it like for you when you were growing up in school, when you were younger? Yeah. So for those that don't know, I was, uh, I'm a miracle baby. So I was one pound, three and a half ounces. So I've been small. <laughs> I've been tiny. You know what I mean? And my whole life, that's what my family has always like. So I'm black and white. So that that matters. That's two different perspectives on things of how I grew up. I grew up mostly around my my black side of my family, all my my black cousins, everything else. But I've always been the the slim one, the tiny one. And even when I think like I'm big or I feel it, you can't tell me that I don't feel it because you're not in my body. So I have a right to say that I feel this because I feel it. I'm never going to, I'm not going to, when I say I look like a whale, I, I, that's what I feel. I feel disgusting in my body. You can't tell me that because what well, you can't tell, I'll take what you have any day of the week. My mother still says that to me at 39. I'm just like, I, I that's not one of <laughs> I'm allowed to feel what I feel because you're not in my body. I eat bigger than both my two brothers. I'm I'm the only I'm the only woman in my family out of my siblings, but I eat bigger than both my two brothers. So, but the fact that like you're all right. my aunties, my great aunts, yeah, <laughs> I eat. eat. And I tell them because I was born this big, literally the palm of my father's hand. That was my whole body, y'all. So I'm allowed to love my food. Damn it. So when so when my great aunties say, "Oh, your thighs look big today," like this is why I don't come around y'all because you're <laughs> you're shaming me, and I feel good in my shorts. I don't even wear shorts because I shame my own body, thinking I don't look comfortable when I wear short shorts. That's why I wear capris. You you won't even see me wearing shorts too often because of the shaming that I grew up with from my mom, from my great aunts. Like to this day, like, and it's crazy how, oh, I didn't mean it like that. I'm like, well, I'm telling you, this is how this makes me feel. It's uncomfortable. And and I feel good. Like when I was at my biggest, when I was in a relationship with some dude out in Boston, I knew that I was getting 
bigger because I'm 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 eating out of my unnatural normal, you know what I mean? But like I didn't like that. But I knew it was also because of this man. But like, you know, that's a whole other that's a whole other thing. But like I didn't know that that's a thing when people say when you get into relationship with people, you can sometimes get bigger. I didn't know that. I thought that was a lie. No, I would shout out to my ex. <laughs> we lived together ex. and uh he blessed me. He knew what I wanted to gain weight and he fed me very well. So shout out to you, bro. Right. I wasn't trying, it just happened. I don't I, and I'm the, I'm I'm the happy way. You. Were you happy? I don't, well, were you happy at the time? Oh, I was because I, I like the benefits of stuff, but like I wasn't looking to like my thighs were getting all like whatever that was. So I'm eating chicken wings at two in the morning, like Chinese food. Like, oh, that's probably why. <laughs> they call that happy weight. Happy you know, we, we used to order Uber Eats at two o'clock in the morning too, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm hungry. You hungry? Let's go get some food. <laughs> Yo, every weekend I'm just in Boston. I'm not even doing poetry. I'm not, I'm in, you know what I mean? <laughs> like... Well, I, you actually kind of went into my, one of my other next questions is how do you feel about your body now and as an adult? That's a great question. Um, I love it more now because I'm, I'm, I'm recognizing the last, like, I don't know, maybe three or four or five years that like, Carbs are my downfall. Most people like sweets, cakes, like that. I don't do candy, none of that. For me, it is the breads, y'all. It's the breads. That what makes me feel like uncomfortable in my body. As much as I love them, I, I have to break it down where like I can only do one or the other. I can't do both like one like 10, 15 years ago. And I feel better in my body when I when I limit all that stuff. Where I'm like, okay. I can see the weight loss, but I also think that's just like programming from my freaking family. Like, you don't want to get big like me in 20 years. I'm like, well, I'm almost 40 and I still look like I'm, you know, 16. So <laughs> I think I'm good. Blessings. Blessings and occurs, y'all. I love talking to people. 100%. And assume that I'm like the same age as their, ch- their kid and their kid is usually 20. I'm like, no. And I ain't going back. Right, I'm not. I'm in a much better mindset now. I'm aging backwards, but I am happily getting older. I'm not one of those women. I'll never be one of those women to be ashamed of speaking my age because it's a blessing. I buried a lot of people, so I give thanks for every day I get to see. That part, Um, I didn't think I'd be here at 39. That's a whole other conversation. Right. Well, we're gonna talk about that. So, um, I know your body has been through a lot as well. Um, Surgeries, yeah. I've also had yeah tons of surgeries. the things that you have experienced, if you don't mind, um, in your health journey. Yeah. Uh, so because of my prematurity, right? Like I always thought that like, um, the doctors always warned me, like I could have gone blind or deaf. Thankfully, thankfully, um, I only had really, um, bad eye issues where like I could have went blind. So I had to have multiple eye surgeries done when I was 17. And then again, at 23, I've always had specialists. I don't just see normal doctors. I have to see the best of the best because prematurity does that. You got, <laughs> you know what I mean. So I've gone through. I have all these, all these um, holes in my retinas where I had to have um, the holes filled in, and it was a lot. So the fact that I can, st- I can still see at thirty nine, I've passed the warning signs of like possible blindness now because of my prematurity and the no, the no surgeries that I've had. I still have all these scars like all over my body and stuff because of the things that I had to to go through and I and I still struggle with that like I know what my nose looked like before and like what it is now so like I know it's not like what it was supposed to be just that's what 
that's just that's just how it happened. But like when other people say, Oh, I can't tell, I'm like, I know, but I can. <laughs> and that I still have to go speak affirmations over my life, even though people say, you know, you're still beautiful, you're still amazing. I'm like, I know, but I still see the imperfection from surgeries. Like I see that. I'm glad y'all don't see it because you're not supposed to, but like I know what that is. And I'm still struggling with that since from 16 on sometimes. Yeah, I'm really glad you spoke on what I was going to touch on. You know, I'm all about love. So, yes, speaking affirmations over yourself is super important, y'all, for everyone hearing this. Like, you need to speak to yourself. You need to pour into yourself and give yourself that love. Because a lot of times we seek love from other people. But if it doesn't start from within, it's not going to be even well received from another person if you don't love yourself and see yourself in a in in your light because we all have light sometimes we just have to turn it on because we be in the darkness sometimes and we just have to remember to turn it on so i'm really glad that you speak affirmations over yourself and i hope you do it daily all right every day as i'm going to work it's, it's usually when i'm going to work in my travels because work be testing me so like I, <laughs> and it's not it's not the autistic kids y'all it's not <laughs> it is not them it's always the adults that's a whole nother topic. We'll, we'll, we'll tap into that. Maybe another conversation or later, but how, so you spoke on earlier about the conditioning you received as a kid and that, you know, your mom, you said, is it your mom? You said that always wishes she had your body or, or your aunts. Oh, my body, my hair, all of them. They all want, but they don't know what I go through. You don't know. I don't stuff. know if I can't speak for men. Cause I don't know. I do have a lot of male friends, but I don't know if men, deal with it as much as women do but we as women i'll speak for us need to stop comparing our bodies as much and i think right. a lot of, like, i think with men they get inspired like they say big dude and they're like oh, all right let me go let me go like lift these weights like <laughs> I think we need to be as inspired too when we see another person but instead of comparing like oh i wish i had what you had that comparison is is deadly it's so not healthy yeah but, i'm like yeah. you you I used to be like anorexic and I struggled with bulimia. bulimia. So it's like, do you really want what that is? Like, that's why I love, love food so much because there was one point where I, I couldn't eat food when I was a baby because I could only have like these little small ounces of, of formula, which is not a lot of a normal kid e eating that stuff. So like I was deprived of food because my body literally could not contain it. That's why I love it so much now because I can't. So like, you just can't tell me that I can't do that because y'all are not comfortable in your own skin that's not my problem <laughs> that is the that is the thing you just touched on it we need to be comfortable in our own bodies we all have different bodies we all come in different shapes and forms and we all don't know what each person has gone through to to survive <laughs> to be here right and to and to love that body as it is because I, I i would never be you know 500 i don't that's never a goal and someone who weighs way more than me shouldn't want to be my size that's not how it works like right. you're beautiful as you are as long as you're healthy yeah. that's how I think yeah. being healthy. like I when I started I remember when I started working out people were like oh why are you trying to lose weight because there's a stigma in America that you only go to the gym when you're trying to lose weight no I need to be healthy because I'm not five years right. old anymore I need to take care of this body so I can keep it like I'm trying right. to that part it. right but you touched a little touched bit on part of your health journey you said you struggled with anorexia and bulimia how what ages of your life did you struggle with that? That was childhood because, again, like growing up, hearing all my, like my mom and my aunts, like them not knowing why they're even saying like, you don't want to be big like us or whatever. And not that my mom was overweight because she's not, but like just that sense of like just oversized black woman in my family because of whatever genetics or just unhealthy eating habits. 
I'm like, well, that's not going to be me anyway, though. But I had that in my mind as a child, like, oh, I got to stop eating at eight o'clock. And I still do that now to this day. I don't eat anything after eight unless I'm on a vacation, which is like never. So like that's the only time I'll splurge is when I'm on vacation. But like I to this day, I don't eat anything after 8 p.m. because I had it in my mind as a child. I don't want to be big like that, right. knowing that that's not how that works anyway. Like. <laughs> No, actually, you know what? I've actually read studies. I've looked this up that you're actually not supposed to eat. Um, I think it's up to three hours, which is crazy because I definitely don't abide by this for everyone listening. I don't abide by this, but I've heard that you're not supposed to eat, I think, up to three hours before you go to bed because you won't digest. I think it does. They have that's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. But who does people that's people. Well, you're going to eat dinner at like four. Well, young people. people Yeah. Older people eat usually earlier. For the record. I am young in this realm, but I do eat early sometimes. I be hungry, y'all. I eat when I'm hungry. <laughs> but most young people eat dinner like seven or eight. So if you're going, if you're not going to bed at midnight, like I don't think most people actually abide by this three hour window <laughs> before you go. To right. I don't think so either. Cause I know I don't. So for me, I just did, you know, eight o'clock is that, is that cutoff time. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that like my whole life where like, that's just how my body just that's just how it's that was been and like I can't and then it just feels weird when I do splurge I'm like I like the cutoff time and I'm like but why am I regimented like that like that's off like I guess it's a blessing but it's also like yeah yeah that's crazy so um what's one of my other questions what kind of comments do you hear now as an adult about your body um it's just it's just the same that I've always had oh are you losing weight you look good. I'm just like, well, I'm not intentionally like there's times where like I, I'm starting to learn how to fast now for my own spiritual purposes. So like, yes, I actually I am I like at, at work that my coworkers will all they think I have the perfect body and they tell me once a week I am body goals. Excuse me. <laughs> how does that make you feel? Uncomfortable. And I say it at least once a month i'm like what we we had this conversation last year we're done you guys are still looking at me that way like what what are you talking about (laughs) like i'm not a goal for anyone i'm doing this for my own self and my own health has nothing to do with like why i don't have kids or anything like that i just want to (laughs) live and like have a healthy body inside and out because that's what that's how that goes that's we all should be wanting that as 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 people in their mind, and I'm sure in other a lot of people that say it, they're thinking it's a compliment. They're not, I don't think they're saying it in a negative way. So even though it makes us feel uncomfortable at times, I, I think they're looking at you in a positive light. Does that make sense? Yes. And I try to take it that way, but I'm just like, oh, I wish I had the body you have. I'm like, well, you don't, because you had, you know, you popped out four children. And so that right. changes you. Like, I don't know. I'm not having kids. So I know that's another thing. <laughs> like, right. I don't want my body to change. So, no, I do not want to have children. I'm selfish in that way. And I have no problem saying that. Like, I like my body and I love it. And I'm not popping out a kid just to make someone else happy. If I don't want that child, like, no. Yes. Well, <laughs> public service announcement for everyone who hears this you should not have a child if you don't want to. That's a that's a choice <laughs> like just say it kids know like, what people... wanted. kids are very smart and you work with kids every day right <laughs> exactly right I'm like and I, I can't imagine the, well and, and and the older I get I I've been hearing it more lately I'm just like wow no because I'm almost 40 so if, if that was supposed to happen in a bigger scheme of my life 
my life would have went that route. It didn't happen that way. And I'm okay with that. You can't tell me different because I'm almost 40. And like, who said that was a deadline? That's not my deadline. Yes, Miss Wonder. Don't right. public Leave service announcement. Don't let anyone <laughs> put deadlines on your life. Right. It happens more so with women, I think, than men, but men definitely hear it too. I definitely have cousins that their mom's like, Come on, like give me like when you go give right, me some a grandson. Kid? Like even before my dad passed away, he was like, So a grandkid? I'm like, uh no, you're funny. Like And how old were you no. when he passed on? If you don't mind. How old was I? Well, how old was he? How old are you at the time when he passed? I was thirty three. So yeah, that that yeah. like over thirty, they're like you must make babies. I literally got the right. pleasure of having a child right after I graduated college. I was twenty two. I was like, um, oh no, no. <laughs> I was like, so I went to college to find my husband. I was like, right, right. Like, like, a child. I thought I was to get a degree. Yeah, that's but... literally. She was like, all right. So when are you gonna have a baby? And I was holding my nephew, who was one. It was his one, his first birthday party. And I just showed her my left hand and I was like, ask God. And I walked away. I know that's why I asked God God no better than me. Back in the day, for years, I don't even have to say anymore because they know to leave me alone. But for years, I was just like, ask Jesus. Since that's, <laughs> I love ask, it. Ask your God because I'm, that was my response. And I would walk away. Because <laughs> I'm just no, like, I still use that to this day. I'm like, often oh, finishing my life because it's, that's not my, that's not my goal at all. At that's all. okay. That it is, is it's okay that's why i work with the kids i work with bless you so yeah. what, um what age group are your kids that you work with they're there i work in an older artistic uh program so that they're adults 18 to 22 and i've been with my kid for the last five years now and she just turned 20 so and i've been with her since she was 14 Wow, that's she's my longest relationship. <laughs> Love it. I have a special kids have a special place in my heart. So bless you for the work that you do. I thank you so much for coming on here. The to sum this up, y'all, I think we just need to normalize not talking about other people's bodies because what other another person looks like literally has no effect on your life whatsoever. <laughs> whatsoever. And he, like, he, something else I can't stand that black women do, or just I see in my family anyway. They, they will always comment. I see it with my, my mom, my, my aunties. Oh, well, they're looking good because they lost weight. Oh, wait, they didn't lose. They gained weight since the last time I seen them, especially on Facebook. I'm just like, so that's the first thing you noticed. That's the first thing you noticed. Not that they're happy. They're smiling. Right. Thank you. Does it matter to you? Everyone listening, I hope you think, ponder on this. If you hear this episode and you are one of those people in someone's family, in the family that comments on another family member's body. Um, do you care more about what they look like or how they feel inside? I want that part though. I, I, right. Like, I, I want to know how they feeling because that smile don't mean they happy. That part. We have to be aware enough to recognize those things. Those are the things that we need to talk about in our families. How are you feeling today? What are you battling right now? How can I help you? These are things that we need to talk about in our families, not how they look on the outside. Because <laughs> right. there, right. there are people bigger than me that can run run <laughs> way faster than right. I can. Right. Like, right. They can do the splits. Right. <laughs> I can't do the splits anymore. Like <laughs> I can't do the splits. Girl, I'm a full song. <laughs> I think right, right. I can't even do a cartwheel no more. Like, come on now. Stop I could it. never. I used to try when I was a child. Like, y'all, I used to try to do a cartwheel and I could never do it. And for Me the reason, I was the, so when you had to run a mile, it was mandatory in all 
almost every grade level I was at, elementary, middle school, and high school, I was the last one to finish, okay? So don't let this figure fool you. <laughs> like, right, but, right. They assume that we're doing marathon runs and swimming right. and, and jumping over things. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I recently started taking up hiking, and I'm just get, and that is was an accomplishment for me. The first time I went, I was like, <laughs> like hyperventilating. <laughs> but it, you know, when your body's not used to doing something, it's going to be difficult the first time. That's just reality. But I um, right. intentionally made changes throughout my life as I get older because my body in my 30s is not the same as when I was a kid and I take my health very seriously. So as I continue to heal from my last car accident and get this body stronger, I just encourage everyone who hears this episode to just just love on you. Just love that body you got. And if you're not happy with it, then you do something about it. But don't let the voices of other people get in your head and affect the decisions you make about your body. Because honestly, everyone's always going to have an opinion. Because in the Black community, I'm Haitian. When you're too big, they say something. When you're too small, they say something. Like, they're never satisfied. Like Right, right, right. Like, no one's ever happy. I could be toned, muscled to death, a whole six-pack happening. Oh, there's still something wrong? I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, I could be a full vegan. I'm not. But, like, even if I was, y'all would still have a problem with that. That's... <laughs> that part i'm pescatarian What's happening? i was like wow what what do you eat i was like fish and vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> like you know i tried to i had chicken recently and i was like yeah i didn't really miss it that much but i made the decision well, to do that and i feel better about it so i'm gonna keep keep doing that but i don't judge, i'm never gonna be one of those people that are like you should not be eating that i don't tell people this is what i've learned because i used to be this person when i was younger for a while mm-hmm. actually learning from other people i'm not gonna tell a grown adult what to do and th- I, I definitely have mama energy and I can't turn it off sometimes. I'm such an old soul. I can't help it. I will be very nurturing. That's my nature. I am a mama at heart, but I've learned and still learning to not tell a grown man or a grown woman what to do because we're adults. We're going to do what we want. So exactly. I, no matter what we say, if you lovingly <laughs> ask me for advice, I will give it to you and I'm gonna keep it real with you. But Today is about, yes, loving the skin you're in, love this body, take care of it. And please, please don't, don't make another human feel bad about the body that they have. Cause you have no idea what health issues or what they could have been, they are battling at the moment or have overcome and what they took to still be alive. So let's just love ourselves. Love the skin you're in. Isn't who, who says that? What, what Logan, what slogan is that? Love the skin you're in. Um, what is that? Oh, I was, I was, oh, I was thinking feel, about, uh, <laughs> what was what's it? the name? Is it maybe? No, I was thinking of um. I can't remember what it is. Damn, I, I can't. I can't think right well, now. Well, I'm not. I'm saying this so I'm not stealing this saying because I know it is a slogan. But love the body you got. <laughs> <laughs> and if no one told you today, I love you, and thank you, Miss Wonder, for coming on and being my guest today. And I hope to have a, have another talk with you in the future. I can't wait. Thank you. This was great. Okay, so love yourself and remember your story is your power and go love out loud, y'all. Love yourself and love others in the same. Love them how they need to be loved because we all feel love and receive love differently. All right, peace and love and prosperity.